Welcome to Self-Discovery Radio, where the discovery of self is just a show away. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Their Story Matters with Mo Sarah Troy and my guest all the way from the UK today, Evelyn Aboho. I hope I've pronounced that right. Apologies if I haven't. It's okay. We're going to be talking about a very heavy subject today, rape. It is actually rather sad in this day and age that we still have to address this. It's such an arcade way of thinking. It's a disgraceful action. There is no permission anywhere in the world for this act. And we really need to stop giving men or men have got to stop having this excuse that a short skirt or a sensual woman or a smile or somebody being friendly or just mere fact that they are of the female sex is an automatic permission. Um, it isn't. And so we're going to be talking to the detriments of what rape does today, but also the empowerment of what can come out of it and the education that is needed, not just to our girls, but to our boys, that this is not okay. We are beautiful, sensual beings, and a woman should be able to walk around in her sexuality, her sensuality, without it being an invitation. Men, you should be able to look at women in their sensuality without believing that you have now the right to go and rape. It's just not going to happen. So let us really get down to this topic. Now, why is this topic so important to Evelyn? Um, because she went through it. She went through it in the workforce. And not only was it horrific, and yes, folks, it does leave scars. It does shatter your confidence. It does leave you. It doesn't matter how intelligent you are, who you are, where you come from. It leaves its mark. And having this happen to her, it opened up her eyes to exactly the extent of what is going on today um, in the workforce, um, in the household, um, in uh, every arena, unfortunately, there isn't a safe arena anywhere. Now, Evelyn is a highly successful, um, outstanding TV, movie script writer, producer in the African television and movie industry. Uh, she's been doing this for about 30 years. Uh, telefo uh, televi ah, tele telephone, television host, script writer, and uh, she really uh, loves getting down to the nitty gritty of a story, um, of getting to the roots of things, and, and also making it uh, have fun. So she's very, very successful in her own medium, and she, she knows she's not going to shy away from topics. So let's just see what has this has inspired, because what this has inspired is a foundation, the haven of light, the justive organization supporting survivors of rape. She was so inspired by the need um, of women or men that have been raped, they've been victimized, to, to give them back their dignity, to give them back their liberty, to find their meaningful purpose and not to stay victims of the act um, that she started this foundation. It's in its infancy right now, so let's help it along. Let's bring its awareness about and let's help her on this journey um, in the support of um, people who have been mistreated and what we can do about it. Welcome to the show, Evelyn. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. And, you know, this is a hard topic. Um, you know, it's uh, people don't like to admit that they have been raped. Uh, most rapes go un, um, you know, unaccounted for. Um, for a woman to go to the police, um, she becomes a victim all over again. 
Um, so, you know, there's so many out there that nobody ever tells anything about. And so therefore, in a sense, that is actually giving the guy the permission because he nobody's held them accountable. So let us first take your journey and what happened with you, because that's obviously your catalyst and your redirect to where you're going now. Mm. Um, <coughs> it was, I think, about 21 years ago. I had um, I was working for a media organization and um, I had gone to do some marketing, you know, and um, there was this uh, man who said, uh, yeah, he would be able to sponsor one of my programs and um, I should come see him. Well, I guess he worked from home. And so I went and um, because I'd been very, I was very, very visible on, on telly, you know, everybody knew me. He just said to me, you know, I've always wanted you. And I was like, really? And the next thing, he just grabbed me by the neck, you know, and started pulling at me. They tore my shirt. And then he, he had his way. It was, it was, um, it was over in, a, in, in minutes. And I, I um, at the time, I was numb. And then he had um, four security guards that worked for him. And he called the four of them to come to take their turns but for some reason they they refused after, so after everything he pushed me out and um as i left the house some strength just came over me where i said this incident isn't going to affect how my life is going to go it was i i can't explain where that strength came from and then um i went to my pastor and she blamed me she said um, I shouldn't have gone there. And I, I couldn't understand why it was my fault because I remember very clearly I was wearing a pair of black trousers and my brother's black shirt. So how could it have been, you know, my mm. fault? Um, I had to live with it. I, I, I told my brother and he was very angry. But it, it was... Um, it was terrible. I, I kept it to myself. Um, I come from Africa, so um, th those kind of things, are, it's a stigma. You, you you cannot talk about it. They will tell you, why don't you? But when you do, you, you know, they're saying, oh, you don't ever mention it again. After I had a, a radio show recently, and I, I one lady who eventually, you know, came out and spoke to me, she said she was raped twice, once when she was um, six years old. And then she told her cousin and her mom, and they said, you know, they rebuked her. So the second time she was raped by an armed robber, she didn't tell anybody. So spanning 19 years, I was the first person she told. And um, I think uh, when I eventually had the strength to come out and say, look, this is what has happened to me. It dawned on me that there are so many women all over the world mm. who have experienced this thing and they don't, they can't talk about it because it's like someone has come in and defiled you. You know, what something that you would have wanted to give to who you want to give it to has been for, taken away from you, that dignity. And, um, I don't blame the women because I've been through it that don't talk, but I think it's wrong. Looking back now, I don't know how many other women this man must have raped. I don't know. If I had reported it at the time, probably he would be behind bars. Who knows? But I think it's time that we come out and let every woman know that they shouldn't keep quiet about it. 
they should report whoever has done it. And they, they, they will get justice. I, I believe that um, they will get justice. And, and I know that it's hard, you know, being in a dark place, but there's hope. There is definitely light at the end of the tunnel. The thing is about rape, and I've been through that as well as a teenager, um, it was a date rape. And I was so innocent, I didn't even know what sex was. You know, I just had nobody given me the birds and the bees at that point. So, um, you know, coming from a very um, pills and tweed family, you know, it was never one of those things to sit down and tell you. And uh, so I actually really didn't even know what had happened to me. I didn't even know I'd lost my virginity because I didn't even know what a virgin was. I was completely oh and utterly green. I just knew that something had happened to me that I didn't like, that I didn't want to happen to me. And then when I actually kind of came to the realization of what had happened, the first thing that came over was shame. And I think this is, this is the, the thing that we've got to instill in the women. It's not your shame. Exactly. Somebody imposed themselves upon you. Somebody forced you at your point, at, at, you know, at throat. Mine was just because I was just too naive and, and, and stupid. I didn't even know what he was doing. The whole mm. point is, is that unless there is an awareness of what is going on, unless there is a consent, a mutual consent, mm. and you can't say, oh, she was drunk and she consented because they do not consider that consent when someone's drunk because they're inebriated and their minds same with drugs. Um, unless there is that mutual consent, it ain't happening. Um, the other thing is, you know, we'll get back to the shame and everything in the moment, but what I actually don't understand is what pleasure do men get out of forcing themselves violently on women? Are they so small inside, so insecure in themselves that this is the only way that they feel some sort of power? And if so, it's a really sick power. Mm, It is. Um, I I think that um, there's a root cause to to it. If, If you trace it back, something must have happened in their ch- childhood because mm-hmm. um you really wouldn't understand it you know if if you some well i watch a lot of movies even though they are movies we find out that such sick sick people you trace it back to their childhood either they've been molested when they were ch- you know children or they you know raped and stuff like that and it damages them completely that's what I think, but I can't get into the the, the, the mind of, of a, a rapist. I, I can't. I, I don't understand at all. You know what? What pleasure can you get from raping a child? Uh, yes, yeah. uh, I mean yes. I mean it's especially when you find out it's it's the father. You know, mm. I mean that is a sickness that is way way beyond. There was a, um, a a documentary done quite some years ago. I think maybe fifteen twenty years ago now. And it was a rapist in jail meeting their victim. And it was kind of a, a done on, on a, an experimental of does it empower the victim to face the rapist. And the rapist turned around to her and he said to her, there was nothing you did. There was nothing that you did to invite this. This was purely me needing the power to oh. have over you. It wasn't even about the sex. It was me needing to victimize you to give me power. And it was such an impactful thing of that a lot of the time it isn't the sexual act. It is that um, wanting to be so powerful that they can uh, do anything to anyone without any consequences. Yeah, and that's why um, we have to start talking about it now so that they get caught and they are helped. Because... um, 
it's 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 not enough to just um throw them in prison no you know. no it's it's a different kind of rape then and uh, mm. you know the other thing is is the the system the court system the police system the whole lawyer system is so corrupt it's so sick itself that mm. you know taking somebody who's being victimized and victimizing them again you know, is 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 not the way to do it. This is the reason why people don't come forward. And we're not we're predominantly talking about women today, but there's an awful lot of Men. young boys that get raped, and it's you know it seems to be really even on the on the incline that, and it's you know rape is rape. It doesn't matter what sex you are. There are people that rape animals. You know, it's you know rape is rape. Rape is a sickness. It's a yes. need for power. It's a need to uh, to inflict violence on somebody. It's a controlling factor, and it generally comes from somebody if they haven't been victimized themselves. It comes from that need of dominance. Though I would like to um, correct you there in using the word victim. Um, I like to call them survivors. If you mm. call for me, if you call them victims, then you're glorifying the rapist. Yes, true. So yes, I, 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 I wouldn't. I normally would. I would say they're survivors. They, these uh, people have come out of it alive, though they're in a dark place, but they've survived it. And I, I think um, part of what um, the, my organization is trying to do is, is to create awareness, to let anybody who has been raped know that even though um, you've been defiled, it, you're sh- ashamed, there is still hope. Look at me. Uh, I know I got the strength from somewhere but I've gone on to do great things you know and um, we want to help you know help you through the healing process um, find out what what your passions are and put you in the right direction to know that yes you've been through this and um, you know like they say payback I I would like to say paid forward yeah you know Yeah. yeah there is there's no point in revenge accountability yes revenge no um, you know, it's it's uh, as I put actually in the in the byline here in your posting. Um, it's not about surviving; it's about thriving. Um, every single one of us has had something happen to us in our life that's that's been that catalyst to a new direction, to a new purpose. Um, and you know, whether it's cancer, or whether it's the death of somebody, or whether it's being victimized, or you know, surviving anything, um, we get stronger from it. And from that, we find our meaningful purpose in life, um, our calling. And that is where that strength comes out of it. If you stay in that mode of being a victim and you allow it to cripple you, then you will always be the victim. It is up to us to make sure you know, we have that choice to choose to be a survivor, to be a thriver, to find the purpose and the meaning out of it, or, or to stay in that zone. Yeah, but at the same time, it's not everyone that has that strength no that's for instance the strength of others yeah. yeah for instance someone who jumps off or off a 10-story building to commit suicide you would ask why on earth would someone take his own life but it's because you have that strength that you can ask that question as far as that person is concerned you know that's the end for yeah. him you probably say, oh, they're, they're cowards. Yeah, but they are cowards. You know, the fact that you aren't one doesn't mean that they aren't cowards. So I think um, we have to um, help. It, it, it's all about awareness. It's all about, you know, the mind is very frickle. Any little thing, you know, you grows in the mind. Once you plant it, it begins to, to, to grow. So if we begin to go out there and, and let people know that, listen, it's it's... 
um, I don't want to use the word at the center, the, the, not the end of the world. There is hope. There yeah. definitely is hope. As long as you did not die, you can make it. Do it at your own pace because sometimes people tell you, oh, why are you feeling bad? You shouldn't feel like this. And I'm like, hey, you, you've not experienced it. So you can't, you have no right to tell anybody how they should grieve. Yes. For instance, you know, so it should be at their own pace in their own time. But the bottom line is that they should not stay in that dark place. And I think it's it's people like us that need to to help in any little way that we can. I did a show with a, with a young gentleman um, who had been raped as a child at school by older children. And uh, when he went home and told his father, because, of course, he's a six-year-old. He didn't even know really what had happened to him. His father just said, well, get a backbone and, and beat them up or, you know, fight them. And so he felt like no support whatsoever. And But as an adult, he went through his process and people need to understand it's a process you're not going to just oh i'm going to decide i'm going to be a thriver today um you know it is the step by step there's there's things that you need to go through things you need to release things you need to embrace well now he's you know he's an anti-bully advocate going from school to school and teaching people he's found his calling but he never would have found that calling or never would be out there doing what he's doing had he not gone through what he went through it's exactly it, it, we that choice of what we're going to do about it and and a lot of it is the people around you if you've got people that will automatically shame you or make it look like it's your fault mm. um then you know they're the wrong people but they're not the only people in your life find somebody that you know that you can really confide in somebody that you know that loves you for who you are and okay. find in them that's your first place to go to I think um, uh, also um, in finding th- those people, it's all about um, trust. You know, it's, it's one thing. You've got some background noise there, you've got to move. <laughs> oh dear, that's coming from outside. Let me close the window. Sorry. That is okay, that is okay. Sounds happen, the life sounds <laughs> happening. Um, Yes, please go on. Go on. Yeah, I, I was saying that um, it's also um, being able to find who you can trust mm-hmm. because um, it's not everybody that is around you that really has your back. Yes. You, I, know, you so find out who does actually in a situation like yeah. this, right? It really mm-hmm. defines who your friends are. Exactly. So if you get someone you can trust, talk to them. And and the, the, the pe- person also has to have... A mindset of positivity yeah yeah because um, like you rightly said you can talk to some people and they're like they don't understand what you're talking about just you know shut up well they, know, they, but... they don't know how to deal with it and it's like you mm-hmm. just drop this bomb on them and and for them it's like oh my god what do I say now what do I do and so they don't say anything and they distance themselves from you it's not that they don't care they just have no idea how to handle it so I think um, it, it's even good that you have um, um, you, you find like people, people yes. that have, have, have gone through it as well. I think it's easier for you to, to lean on someone who's been, been through it. Also, the person leans on you. It's, it's a lot easier to handle because they have an idea. They know what you've been through so they can, they can help um, in some way. So that's, um, 
that's what I'm, I want to do. If, if, if I can heal one, I can help heal one person and make them, you know, know that there's something out there for them. If they, if they want to do, if they want to be a fashion designer, yeah, you can go on and be a fashion designer. There shouldn't be anything stopping you. But as it's people like us who have been through these things that need to come out and help. Yes. And, and having a safe haven, you know, a place where you can go to where there, there is no judgment in this place. You know, there is just love. There's just, you know, um, letting it go, helping you move forward. And mm. I think that is kind of, as I said, one of the worst things about, uh, you know, the rape is that automatically we always feel at fault. You know, the shame. Yeah. And that is, I think, what is kind of probably more damning. And then, as you said, you went to your pastor a person who's meant to be of love and no judgment mm. um, and, you know, completely obviously in the wrong role in their life. Um, if they can <laughs> say what they said to you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if they can turn around and judge you, then you can understand why somebody goes, oh, gosh, maybe I, what I did was wrong. Um, mm. And, it, you know, this we do have to be careful who we we say it to. And that's and it doesn't mean kind of walk around like, you know, cloak and dagger, but there are some people that just can't take it. They don't know what to do with it. There will mm. be family members who are so horrified by this that, you know, it can traumatize them. So therefore, they're not there to support you. Mm. And if you haven't got those friends around you, there are organizations like yours and like others where you can go to even anonymously and, exactly. and just start reaching out and get the support. But don't lower your head in shame or hide you didn't do anything wrong the onus exactly. of the rape is on the person who the person did it who did it yeah exactly yeah so yeah we, we just hope that um you know people start to come out and and talk and um that we also need to also address the judicial system because um like you said um it's a bit funny you know, so if if someone gets caught, they go, they you know they're tried and found guilty and sent to prison. It's not just throwing them in prison; they need help. There has to be a process where they try, they get into the minds of these rapists and find why they've done it. You you've mentioned about power. What else is there? What can be done to make sure that they don't do it again? It's, you know, um, so. it's it's also kind of a big cultural thing. Um, you know, obviously, you, you know, you've got the Middle Eastern countries, even, you know, good part of Africa. It's mm -hmm. a cultural thing where women aren't, aren't worth anything. They're there just for a man. Um, and you still do have some of those cultures there. But I think also when you get into a culture of men getting together, each one trying to up, outstrut the other, it, mm. it almost becomes a, well, go on, go and do her, go and do her, I, I dare you, you know. And it, it, you know, they have absolutely no mind or care uh, or thought to the woman and what it will do to her. It just becomes a kind of a, I don't know, a, a rite of passage for them. And, mm -hmm. you know, we need to be teaching our children and our boys that has no right whatsoever and no honor whatsoever. Yeah, that that it's it's all about respect. Yes, you know. Um, I tell my son. I said, listen, I gave birth to you. I carried you for nine months. I had, I suffered the pains of birth, and all of that. You must respect women. Without women, the world won't be. Exactly. You know, it is women that bring men 
women into the world, yeah. you know. So they have to be respected. Um, they have to be honoured, you know. And these are the things that, you know, everybody who can do it needs to, to let people know that, well, let these men know, and women, because women rape men, yeah. you know, know that it's wrong, it's wrong, it's wrong, it's wrong, and we're not going to keep quiet about it anymore. No. And, uh, you know, uh, um, yes, it's wrong. Men, you know, women do rape men as well. It's, it's obviously not heard of as much. And, of course, it's more to do with adult uh, rape there. You, you don't necessarily see, you know, young girls. Well, they seduce. You've got mm. a lot of young girls seducing. Um, but, again, a guy can say no. Um, and, uh, you know, the girl can't. Well, you know, they do do some manipulation. And a lot of it is done to kind of extort stuff out of them and you know that comes down to don't let your your ego um or your vanity kind of lead you down that path when if a mm. young woman is coming on and making you feel good they're after your wallet you know they're after something <laughs> else and uh so you know get real don't let your ego get in the way and uh because you know you will pay that price in one way or the other exactly um so yeah. we do have it on the other way but generally kind of happens in more of i think more of an extortion way rather than just the sheer violence of it uh, rape is a violent act. And it is. is. It's not a sexual act. It is a pure violent act. Um, exactly. And uh, the, it doesn't matter if they do it gently or however they do it. It is violent. Um, and it, again, we need to kind of look at, we look at rap, we look at music, we look at movies, and there's still that glorification over rape. Um, and that, you know, if we do see the, the feminine a woman kind of coming out and kicking butt afterwards you know for us women it's yay it's about time we're seeing in india now women who have been attacked by men coming together stripping the men down and beating them in public yeah. you know it's you know violence on violence doesn't work but you can mm. understand where that frustration is they've yeah. taken this for so long and they're standing up and saying no anymore the courts aren't doing anything the police aren't doing anything Unfortunately, it's society that is going to have to step forth and do something. But we've got to make sure we don't take it too far, right? No, we, wouldn't, we shouldn't take it too far. I, I, there, there should be awareness um, groups and organizations yes. that, you know, take things to the government of, of, of whatever country it is and let them know, understand that these things should not be happening. Yeah. They should not be happening at all. I'm sure if um, they find out that you've attacked an attacker, the first thing it was like you They'll will do it be... to rescue you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. you know. But like you rightly said, you can't really understand why I'm I'm so angry that I, I have to attack when when I can't get help. If yes. you walk into I, at the time it happened to me, um, it did cross my mind to 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 report to the police. But that but I, again I, I was like, what would the police do? And in more cases than than not, the police really don't do anything. You know, but um, organizations should begin to let government know, let let it be, you know, heard that no, the police have to do something, arrest them, and then pass them over to some psychologist or whatever to get into their brain. They must not be left to roam the streets again to do yeah. it again. Um, I had a case of a of a friend of mine whose boyfriend was beating her up. I mean, she literally locked herself in the in the bathroom. She's calling the police. She's saying, he's bashing down the door. He's already beaten me. The police come. 
he's all calm when he when they, when they get there they arrest her they arrest her oh. right and it's been a five-year case of her oh, trying dear. to get justified um, so you know there's a lot of just distortion and and uh, you know just stupidity out there and I think what we need to do is also we need to get around the lawyers um, mm -hmm. it seems to be who's got the biggest money will win um, you know uh, uh, there are so many laws now protecting laws that protect laws that we actually like forget that. what like the laws are that. there for right mm -hmm. <laughs> you know um, we, we have a human being in front of you that is being vilified and you're so busy protecting your law that you've forgotten what the law was put there in the first place. Exactly. As I said, where, what will happen to, to human rights? You know, you can fight for the rights of, of a lion, but you can't fight for the rights of, of someone who's been raped. You know, it's so it's it's funny. I think um, these are all things that um, we need to we need to make people aware of. That as far as I'm concerned, at the end of the day, this must not happen. It sh it shouldn't happen. The 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 more people, the more rapists that are put away, the better. You know, and the safer. I wouldn't want. Um, um, I, I remember there's a time um, here in 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 England. When it gets to 6 p.m., especially during winter, I would not want to be outside, you know, because I, I, would, I would always look over my shoulder. I think if I need to go out in the evening, I should go out freely, you know, not having it at the back of my mind that someone's going to attack me. Yes. Yeah. So um, all these things need to be looked at. Uh, we, we, we clamor for human rights, but what exactly are these human rights that we're talking about? Yeah. Exactly. That we definitely. I mean, we're talking about women's rights, and there's many people. Uh, women's rights. There's a wonderful group called Womanity, run by uh, um, a, a, a Swedish guy, uh, who put his money in uh, to women's rights, women's humanity, and uh, he's doing a fantastic job. And it's absolutely wonderful to see these men taking their money and understanding that women are the peace on this world they're the equilibrium <coughs> they're the uh the growth the you know the roots the water the trees um and that if you abuse the women you're actually abusing yourself exactly. because you come from the woman and it's wonderful to see this and see these organizations you know happening um and you know I, I really want you to meet him when he's in town when he's in london and there's various other groups that i want you to meet there too because you're all weaving the same blanket but the more you join in the thread the strength the yeah. stronger it will be exactly. and you know we've got to be that voice i mean the the sweetest revenge on anybody that's ever victimized oh. or vilified you is your own success it's oh. you know standing tall in yourself and say despite exactly. what you did to me i am who i am today because of me right? exactly <laughs> oh as you're just talking it's just, I, I just feel so good as you're, you're saying it <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like yes in spite of everything look at me today yeah. and then you should hide your head you know put your head down in shame Yes. That oh, after all, everything I did to her. Look at her. You know, I, I mean, that's that's the power of a yeah. woman. Yes. You know, I, 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 there's a friend of mine who um, he complains a lot about his wife. You know, and then I, I, I was ill at the time and I was in hospital, so she came to see me, and she was more with me than she was with with her husband, 
And then one day she came to me and, and was, you know, she was laughing. And I said, oh, what's funny? She said her husband would send her a text message on her way here that he, she, she should hurry and get back home because he doesn't know how to turn on the washing machine. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, so that, that, that made me laugh as well. So I was like, as little as a washing machine. So now you appreciate, you appreciate her. You know? So yeah, the, the woman is, is very powerful and she should be respected. She should be. I think the word that we need to get rid of is that, you know, we're all here to be of service to one another, right? <laughs> to serve mankind. But we're not here to be servitude. We're not here to be servants. I like that. And this is something that we need to really define. We are women in our own right, with our own gifts, our own abilities, our own empowerment, our own strength, our own beauty, our own divineness. <laughs> Celebrate us. Share with us. Let us be united in the service that we do to mankind. The moment you make us slaves, you have killed all that we could be for you. Exactly. Exactly. That, that's a beautiful thing to say. I, I really like that. I really do. Yeah. We, we ultimately carry the power, don't we? Now, you know, mm. when you've been victimized, and, you know, rape isn't just about you know, somebody on the outside, there's so many women that get raped in their marriage. Mm -hmm. This guilt into sex. Uh, this is, you, you're my wife, so you will. You, um, yeah. And it's, uh, you know, it's something that really is kind of quite horrific because, of course, when you're in a marriage, you know, there is meant to be this honor amongst you. There's meant to be, it's meant to be your safe haven. Uh, this person is meant to be there to love and respect you till death do you part. And here they are, are victimizing you. And you could have kids. Um, you could, you know, a case of another woman I interviewed. She left one person who victimized her and married somebody who was a pastor. And they ran a church and everybody thought he was absolutely wonderful. And behind the doors, he's beating her. Oh. All right. And it's, we don't know what goes on behind Carlos' doors. But if you see somebody and you see that they've retreated from the world, they've stopped taking care of themselves, they just haven't got that same kind of energy, reach out to them because something is going on and they feel trapped. And it's only when somebody says, I care. I'm there for you, take my mm. hand, mm. That, they, that you start giving them the courage to step outside of that victimization and into their own empowerment. Exactly. I, I also had a friend, uh, she's married, not anymore though. Um, her husband liked football and any time his team lost, he, ha he would take it out on her sexually. And... Um, it took her it took her a long long time to to get out of that abusive relationship but when she did you know I, I i gave her my shoulder to lean on and i just discovered that she didn't really know anything she couldn't she she it was just that she was living for this man living mm -hmm. for other people and um i took her through the healing process and there were certain things that she now noticed that she could do and she was like, oh, oh, so I can really do this? And I said, yes, you can. There's so much more you can do if, if you just start to know that you are a beautiful woman inside and out. Mm -hmm. You were wonderfully and fearfully made. So nobody, nobody has the right to make you think otherwise. If you keep that in your mind, that you're beautiful no matter what. It, it's not being cocky. It's just that you are confident in yeah. yourself. 
I always tell people that uh, I consider myself a very confident woman. There's absolutely nowhere I can't I can't walk into, and then you would listen to me. Not because I'm anything great, but because I know what I'm talking about. I'm confident. You know, when you when when you are confident, people automatically just listen to you somehow. I actually call it knowingness. Yeah. You know, there's people that are just confident because they know the knowledge. But the people mm. who know the knowingness, they've invited the heart, the soul, and their spirit in the conversation. Mm. They speak from that divineness. And when you listen to them, it's that knowingness that resonates from them that mm. it even um, exudes the, the confidence. Exactly. Yeah, so, so that's the first thing that we need to tell, you know, women who, who have no self-worth, that you do, you definitely do. Otherwise, you won't be here. But they don't understand it's a process. Mm. It's a journey. I mean, uh, you know, the, the, we talk about physical rape, but there is the emotional rape. Exactly. And, uh, you know, I went through that in mine, um, where it was beat me down, beat me down, beat me down, mm. make me feel small, make me feel insignificant, make me feel stupid, mm. um, make me feel nothing until you are actually dead in your own life. And then you, know, you just see that little speck of light and you just dig yourself out of your tunnel because there has mm. to be more than this. You know, you mm. are a, a, a reflection of what your children are going to be. And I don't want my exactly. children to be like I am, exactly. right? Um, mm. So you have to fight back. And it's, uh, you know, I know that that, that browbeating kind of hitting you all the time. Mm. You get to a point where you believe it. And at some point, you've got to go and say, to hell with this. You know, I wasn't this woman when I met him. I was that woman. Mm. Who, where does she go? <laughs> you know, how do I get her back? Mm. And you, the only way you're going to discover what you're capable of is if you're willing to take the journey. Exactly. I, I tell people that I said, I, I always say to them, look, the moment you have opened your eyes in the morning means that there's still something out there for you. Everyone has a survival instinct in them. Just search for it. Even if you have to crawl, yes. at least take that crawling step one or whatever. One inch a day if necessary, right? One inch a day. Mm. Yeah, that, that's doing it at your own pace. Yeah. But please do not just stay there. Yeah. You know, because that's giving there. them permission. If mm. you stay there, that means that you've abstained from any say over your life and you've given them permission to continue to do. Mm. Right. Take that exactly. permission away by standing tall in your own life. Mm. Yeah, that, that's very true. And if you notice that a lot of the powerful women in this world, they have been through something very, very yes. dark. Yes. Very, very How do we know what, how beautiful the light is until we've come from the dark? Exactly. You know, I think it's just part of a human's passage. We need to know the yin and the yang, the good and the bad. We need to, it's all about balance. It's all about being in your own inner truth. There is no outer truth. What you do, where you live, how much you earn, how popular you are is, is your outer effect. But mm. who are you on the inside? Because this is who you live with. This is who you're with to the day you die. Love who you are and what you stand for. What's, what you mean to yourself because then that will resonate out to what you're going to contribute to the world exactly exactly. and then when, when you're able to do that the world becomes a better place yes 
you know, when you when you're able to smile, I keep saying to, to people that a smile can make all the difference in the next person's mind. Yes. Because uh, if if you smile, maybe you're the only one who has smiled at them throughout the day. When the person is playing back the day, he would remember that oh, there was someone that smiled at me, and then smile himself or herself, and then. They go on to give another smile and another smile to another person. And then the world becomes such a beautiful place. And it's all down to empowerment of the woman. Because it's the woman that, that, that as far as I'm concerned, it's it's her. It's about her. You know, we find that when men get together, they get competitive. And when women get together, you know, it becomes about collaboration. Mm. You know, we... Well... I mean, there's competitors for month with women too. But it's you know, when women see something needs to be done. Let's just take running a household. You know, there is putting on the washing machine, the dishwasher, the vacuuming. Um, there is the comic, uh, the you know, um, economic, oh, e-commerce, sorry, of knowing where your budget is going to go, the food you need to buy, the bills that you need to have. It is a business to run a household. Mm. It oh yeah, and a very fine business. Not only that, your psychologist, your psychiatrist, your nurse, um, your head cook and, and chef, and also you're meant to be the sex goddess. When you mm-hmm. look at a woman running her household, look at how many multiple jobs she has. Now, when, no. when a woman says, "I've only ever been a housewife. There's nothing else I can do," look at what you have been doing. All exactly. of those are transferable skills. Exactly. You can multitask. Yes. You know. When I'm able to, when I'm doing so many things at at the same time, sometimes my son will say, "Mom, how can you do all that?" I said, "Because I'm a woman." Yes. <laughs> it, there, there isn't any other answer. It's simply because I'm a woman. I can do so many things at the same, you know, at the same time, which and we, we can't really because it's the mm-hmm. it's, a, it's the way we know we have so many hours a day. And we've got to get things mm-hmm. done, right? So, exactly. And it's about timing and the next thing that you need to do. And so, if you have been at home. And now you're wanting to get out of your marriage, um, out of this abuse. Uh, but he's kept you at home and telling you you're not good enough for anything. You're not pretty enough for anything. There's nothing you could ever do. Well, you start transferring all of those skills into mm. your resume, not as a housewife, but as a businesswoman. Exactly. And uh, you now have got a very, very good sh- good resume to get you into any job. Anything oh, else yes. you could learn. You could learn, you know, one thing would say to people, go and get some computer skills, certainly in this day and age. But, you know, it's it also comes down a great deal to attitude, too, doesn't it? Yes, it does. But, but the question I would like to ask is, what can we do to make these women come out of, of their shells, out of their dark uh, places, and make them realize that they are indeed beautiful women? First off, we have to pay attention to the people in our lives and the women around us. As I said, you know when somebody's in darkness you know when somebody's in a living hell. Reach out to them with that smile, a touch on the arm. You're not alone. I'm here for you if you ever need to talk. It might be something you have to do a few times before they can turn around and feel they can trust you <coughs> or they can talk to you. Don't try and ram anything down their throat. You know, sometimes it might be simply as leaving a pamphlet of where they can go for help. It's, it's you know, gently, slowly, um, c- you know, r- r- approach them with love, and consideration, not dictation. Exactly. Love and consideration. I'm there for you. I'm there to help in any way I can. You're not alone. Mm. Yeah, that's the thing, because um, a lot of a 
lot of women think that they're alone, that that's, this is the end of, you yeah. know, end of my life. Um, why was I born? What am I doing here? What purpose is this? Is this my purpose? You know, I have after no value. I, I mean, that's a yeah. huge one. You know, that you're not worth anything, which I think is the way men really, you know, belittle their women is is take away any worth from them. Yeah, but what 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 kind of power is that? What what does it do? Are we going to say that's their ego? Because yeah, I I still I mean, don't get ego. Is, I don't get know, ego is insecurity, isn't it? I mean, they're insecure mm. in their manhood. All right, no man would ever stoop to rape or belittling another woman. To make himself feel good. No real man would do that. No confident man, no man that lives in value of self and appreciation of life would do that. These people that are doing it, that are called men, are people without courage, without value, without consideration, because they don't have it in their own selves. And they're constantly looking at uh, to get it in any other way. And they feel this is the only way they know how. Mm. So why have these men now become worthless in themselves? They lack confidence in themselves. What's what's? I, I'm trying to get to the root cause of it because um, it's the way like society has brought them up, right? You you have movies, you have rap, you have everything glorifying, you know, the man and the thuggism, and that this is the image of a guy that they're more important than women. You've got uh, the lack of the values at home. If you see a husband. Uh, you know, a father abusing a mother, what's the ch the son learning, right? He's going to repeat what he sees. You see community not coming together as a village and helping one another to strengthen and grow in a community. Everybody becomes isolated. And so who do they turn to? Who can set them on the right path? Who can strengthen them when they have that need? You know, it's it's everything. It's not just the mother and the father. It's society and as a whole. It's everything we subject them to. And there is this divide that comes along. Your boy, your girl. Boys can do anything to girls and get away with it. Girls, you're always going to be victims. We're teaching that at such a young age. We need to get to them as children. Mm. And that brings me to, to the question that I'd like to ask some women um you know all these um, um the musical videos that uh, you know they they show they st they still say sex sells because you find out that the women in these videos have virtually nothing on and the men in the videos are fully dressed mm -hmm. and sometimes when i when i watch them i'm like how does this half naked woman feel dancing next to this fully dressed guy doesn't she feel uncomfortable? Doesn't, you know, why can't the man be scantily dressed, if, if yeah. you know what I mean? Well, the shirt yeah. comes off and that's meant to be about it. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the, the, again, though, we have to look at it this way. You could see a sexual, overtly sexual video in front of you or a movie in front of you. And it may arouse sexual urges in you. But that still doesn't mean that you've got to go and impose those sexual urges on an unwilling person. So how do how do you control? Because I, I know sometimes I, I say, why can't this man control himself? Why can't this person control, you know, 
himself. I think if they, if they really and I never need get to an answer, off, go and masturbate. Quite honestly, if you know, guys, if if you've got that sexual urge and you don't have a, a loving woman in your life or a, a consenting woman in your life uh, to to have relationships with, and then masturbation is there. Go. And and do that and relieve yourself. It isn't going to relieve yourself from some unsuspecting woman. And that again would make you feel, well, to, in my mind, would make you feel even more insecure. Um, I don't think so. I think that's something we um, I've done a lot of sexual shows where I think we have to also take away the stigma of masturbation. Even the word itself is something meant to be dirty. It isn't. We are sexual beings. We were given these sexual feelings and we are meant to express them. We are meant to feel them. We are meant to, to use them. And if people can learn to self-pleasure, um, then they probably won't be rushing out to seek pleasure from the wrong people. Yeah, but the thing is, these rapists... They're not, are not always about normal. sex, though, yeah. Yeah, that, and then that they're not normal people. Well, your frat boys, your young boys, you know, this college and, and school-age kids and, and those type of people, they're all about the sex and the, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm empowering, it's about sex. They're driven by that hormone thing. When it comes to um, older than that, no, it is, it is that that inner child, uh, you know, screaming to have some sort of authority. Maybe they had a domineering mother or domineering sister and, you know, mm. they're always trying to have their power. They're just some very powerful, you know, power-hungry men too. And this is part of their power regime that they can't get enough of. Um, if you are also powerful and also respected in the business world, then why do you need to rape somebody to prove a point? Exactly. I totally agree with you, and I hope um, I hope from these our discussions that we're able to have people, you know, respond what they feel can be done, what should be done, because um, it, we have to get to the the root cause of of why someone would wake up and just go out and rape. Um, um we have to start looking at our culture, um, you know, with. We've turned a blind eye. Uh, we've been teaching the boys wrong. Um, we're not uh, giving enough value to women. And uh, the empowerment has been imbalanced. We are in the era of women now. And women are going to um, take over the workforce. They're, they're going to take over the decision making in, in a great extent. The dominance is swinging that side now. And uh, we are about holding accountable. As mothers, if we catch our children doing something, you know, they're going to hear about it. They're going to know mm. the consequences. And we need now, those consequences need to be put in there. So many of these actions are because they know they can get away with it. You know, mm. she asked for it, or even if they have buddies. I mean, the stupid thing today is, especially with kids, is they'll video it and go and put it up online. Oh, no. Right? You <laughs> know, Internet uh, age. Uh, and it's, you know, immediately, of course, you're going to get caught. But we recent a few years ago, had a young girl, 13, who was raped and videoed, and she ended up committing suicide because of the shame and the embarrassment and the belittlement. Um, oh, dear. There was a young woman, an Irish woman, who put out a YouTube the other day. Uh, she had a black eye, and she just talked about having left her husband because he beat her, he's impregnated other women, she loved him and stood by him, and then one day she just woke up and said, how stupid am I? It is time to move on. Mm. The comments that were written underneath there came from men and were absolutely shameful. Shameful. 
And, and, you know, we've got to stop allowing this society. If we see things like, you know, we're in Twitter age, we're in Instagram age, where there doesn't seem to be any consequences for what people say. We've also got to understand that rape is bullying. It is. I agree. It's thuggism, it's bullying, um, it's criminal. And we cannot turn our blind eye to it. We can't turn our blind eye if we see a friend being abused by a husband or a boyfriend. We can't turn our blind eye if we start seeing a child behaving differently. There's Mm. something going on. We've got to stop turning our blind eye to this because, well, it's not our business, so it's too embarrassing. It doesn't mean go and get in your face, uh, in the person's face, but if necessary, you know, teachers, counsellors, they've got to be more aware if a child has changed at school because it's always an indication of something going on at the home. Uh, there has to be more support and there has to be no judgment. And we can't judge the person that is that is being told is doing the victimization mm. until we have proven or understood why. Exactly. Right? I, I say the same. So we need, as you say, get to the root of the problem because sometimes, especially when it comes to, to, to kids, they do it on a dare or they do it because you know they're following their icon and think that's the way to do it or they do it because they've seen parents at home like that Mm. way and they need to be taught no and you're not going to do that by bullying them back they probably have um been you know been tortured as as children yes because you you know at that at that age it's it's more traumatic and um like you said society cultures don't let you talk about such things as a child, you know, like in Africa, you find out that when that kind of a thing happens and you go and tell mom, you tell dad, they just beat you. Yeah. How dare you talk about that? How dare you? You're lying. You're, you know, and, that and you're dirty put, and you, and you yeah. did, what did you do to, to get it? Yeah, exactly. Mm. You've brought shame on the family. Yeah. And then you now go and hide away and then it begins to, tear you apart and and you grow up wondering how come that person is normal I'm not how come that person hasn't been through what I've been through how come that person can smile and I can't how how come that person can talk and I can't and then they become psychologically battered yes and then begin to do all those horrible things that they do when they're adults Hmm. The other thing we've got to do as as um, people who have been victimized is that we have to look upon this act that was done to us as something that does not define us. Mm. And that, you know, we have been victimized as if somebody had been robbed uh, or, you know, somebody has been shot. You know, it's, a, it's something that was done to you. And yes, it's going to change you, obviously, because if it doesn't, then there's something a bit jaded about you. (laughs) Um, But at the same time, we've got to understand it was done to us, but it doesn't have to define us. Exactly. It can refine our direction. It can be a part of our growth. It can be a part of us discovering our strength and our abilities. Mm. Um, It can be our calling, our cause, our direction, our redirection to what we're going to stand up for in life. But the, what we have to understand is that shit happens in life, whether it's rape or whether it's victimization mm. in any other way, browbeating, physical, emotional, um, rape, you know, it's all of that is that if we stay in that zone where we keep handing them the boot, 
Mm. They're going to keep on kicking. But yeah, when, yeah, exactly. But when we find that courage to stand up and say no more and leave, you've just taken your empowerment back. Is it going to be a, a rumpy, a grump, you know, a bumpy ride for a while? Yeah, yeah you know. It, but that's game, that rite of passage because you learn from every single bump that you have out there. Mm. But everybody I interview on this station has gone through something. And look who they are today. Look at who you are today. Look at what mm. you stand mm. for. Look at what you achieve. Look at who you're empowering. Look at who you're celebrating. You know, the mm. impact that you're having on life. And that, what happened to you, might have been a catalyst that got you to where you are today. It certainly is with your haven of light. Yeah. But it's also became your challenge to are you going to give in or are you going to rise above? Mm. I think we, we we have to empower more women to make them rise above. Yes. I think the, the world would be a better place, trust me, if there are more women that are empowered and know that they're not just a woman to, to you know, be ridden all over and stamped, stamped all over. That happens a lot in Africa. When your husband is talking, you're not allowed to talk. I mean, come on. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I lived in South Africa and that went on there too, my dear. <laughs> Actually, yeah, it happens everywhere because it's, you know, the, I mean, obviously some cultures practice it more, but, you know, you often wonder how some people ever got together. You look mm. at them and you go, you know, what even attracted you in the first place? There had to have been something for a consent of marriage. And exactly. you look at them now and I go, oh, you know, even my own kids say to me, how the hell did you and dad ever get together? You were oil and water, right? And I said, well, you know, God decided that you children had to come out of it. Come. And that, that was the gift, right? Three great kids. Um, and I'm grateful for because I learned that the, the pattern of self-worth, my low self-esteem, my lack of value, which came from my family, um, I was now living and repeating and passing on to my children and because I found that courage to overcome, I have now given that courage to my children um, because I placed value upon myself. Was That's it easy? No. no. But where I am today to where I used to be, oh my God. <laughs> you know, what, whatever comes good. my way now, baby, I can handle it because I've oh, been yeah. through hell and back. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, you want to you want to try? Cover, bring it on. <laughs> exactly. We know what we can we what we can do, and the more we're willing to take this journey, and you know, the more that we come together in sisterhood, in brotherhood, in united uh, together as the sexes, and stand up a against this, but more stand for women mm. against the act, but stand up for women. The more we're going to empower our future. Yeah, that that's true. That that's a beautiful thing to say. I really like that. <laughs> so tell us uh, more about the Haven of Light. How people can find you and what they can, you know, what they can expect there. I know it's in its infancy right now. That you're yeah. really building it. So you're probably looking for people who can come along and help as well. So what 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 we do is um, like you know shows like this. We um, appeal I'll use the word appeal because you know when you've been raped it's not something that you just want to come out and say but please do let us know get in touch like I said um, I do have some strong women who have come out to say that they have 
been raped and um, how can we help them so what we do is um we just have um fun days out we don't talk about it at all we just you know it's a girl's days out and we we have fun enjoy ourselves when you're ready to talk about what happened to you you talk at your own pace you might start and say oh i don't want to talk anymore that's okay um we call we you know we continue to make you feel at ease with us we're your friend, we're there for you, we're not judging you, we're not condemning you, we're just there for you at any time. And when they start the healing process, when they've gone through it to an extent and they're almost out of it, we begin to find out what are your skills, what are your strong points, what are your passions, what is it that you want to do. When we find out that, or probably this one, uh, this person wants to to learn you know how to teach little children then we get facilitators that will help them in that area if it's someone who wants to do media then we get someone who will help them in that area be it law uh, medicine engineering whatever it is to let them you know to help them it they don't have to pay anything they just talk to those people teach them you know find out what their skills are and then when they're ready to to go out into the world let's let's put it like that to see that they are succeeding is is what gives us joy yeah exactly and you know the thing is um, uh, one of the movies that you just need to have in your in association and have everybody watch it is the inside out um animation movie that's out there right now um <laughs> you know all the psychiatrists and psychologists and coaches that I've um said go and see this have all said it's brilliantly done because it's talking about our various emotions and how we're not meant to suppress them they're there for a reason they're a reaction to something so what is it that you're reacting to but it's also don't let any one emotion override all of the others and you know if if somebody is going through this right now they have to spend that emotion they must get that pain out they must spend it. But at some point, you've got to say, okay, my last penny is out. Now I am ready to be filled with mm. love and purpose and direction. Um, so it's letting people speak at their own time, letting them spend it. And then yeah. I'm ready for renewal. Yes. And also helping them to know that they shouldn't hate the world. Yes. Because it's the world is not responsible the world is beautiful there are there are beautiful people out there and um, including we men have, yes because the first knee jerk reaction is to hate men exactly right and not all men are louses <laughs> <laughs> yes you know uh, the the cup is either half full or half empty please see it half full yes you know so um yeah that 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 is that's what um, haven of light is all about there is light there there is light at the end of the tunnel we're here to help you see that light but at your own pace we're not going and we, none of us have the authority to say this is how you should do it not at all because yeah. we are all in different individuals our thresholds are all different yeah. our survival instincts are different so it's this is who you are but people Tell heal us. so much faster when they're in a group of people that A, have been through it, yes. that are living in their positivity now mm-hmm. and, and radiate that joy of life because it gives them A, that permission to come out of it. It, it shows them that it can be done. So you become mm-hmm. their beacon of light. 
and mm. and it gives them that hope that they too one day can be like you and they exactly. understand it's a journey it's a process oh not like me be like <laughs> be like themselves yes but, in but the achieve be achievers yeah. you know mm. because we all want to to be have a meaningful purpose in life we want to know we're here for a reason mm. and but you can also have people that are very very successful in their in their work Oh, yeah. Uh, but their job becomes, uh, it loses its value and its meaning because of what's happened to them. Mm. And they either need to change jobs or they need to remove the pain so they can fall back in love with their work again. Yeah. I mean, mm. you s you're still in the same business, albeit elsewhere. Mm. It didn't have you leave the business. No, it didn't. And and that's another thing. Um, some of Some of these women are working in places they're using that work as an outlet the yeah. anger you know they're letting yeah. their anger out and that and i don't think that's a very good thing you know because if that work is taken away what do you do if you see what i mean yes, exactly so yeah so it, it's more like finding your inner passion yeah what what gives what would be a labor of love for me the calling you know? yeah. yeah once you get that then it, it, it makes a whole lot of difference. Yes. And, you know, we all want to know that we're here for a reason. Uh, and mm. we all want to know that we're seen and we're heard. Right? Mm. You know, it's a... Uh, we, each of us are, are that little grain of sand on the beach. But, it, you know, each one of those grains is equally as important to the beach. Yeah. Uh, and so we're responsible for ourselves and what how we treat ourselves, how we live our lives things are going to happen to us. But exactly. our reaction to those things is up to us. Exactly. And also to understand we are never meant to do it alone. Mm. You have got a sisterhood out there where you're welcoming people who have been violated into True. removing that pain and that stigma and that violence from them so they can go back to embracing who they are and what they're here for. Exactly. That, that's what we're about. So how do they find you? How do they reach you? Um, there's, a, well, our Facebook page is called Haven of Light, but you have to um, type in hope, not for tra uh, not for profit. Um, there are some details there. Um, also on, on our website, where we're, we're working on the website at the moment, so you can go to my my own website, evelynobaho.com. Um, also, Twitter you handle. Your name, love the, the surname for there. No. Uh, okay, Evelyn E V E L Y N O B A H O R. That's one word. I'll say it again. E V E L Y N O B A H O R. That's one word. Dot com. And then um, also my telephone number. You can leave a comment and. Um, you know, we'll definitely get back to you. Like I said, it's not a public thing because we understand that um, it, it's, you, it's, you still have that shame. So we, we'll contact you privately and um, have that chat privately with you until you're ready to, to, to come out. Right. And you're based in, uh, in London in the UK? Yes, I am. 
So right now, obviously, this is just serving that area, but it's also a great inspiration for you know other people to start up an organization like this. And also, there are organizations out there uh, that are you know there to help people who have been victimized. And if you have been wherever you are in the world, if you're not in London and you can't get hold of Evelyn, um, you know, reach out to those people. Please, you are not alone. Do not isolate yourself reach out to people and if you feel that you can't reach out to family and friends because they're just too close then reach out to those people who are neutral and, oh and but we do help. sorry we do it's not just um it's not just the london area we have um three people that we talk to one in nigeria one in the congo and one in america oh wonderful great yeah yeah so, so they cannot, but you they know, can all get hold of you through the hope non-profit organization yes, on facebook yes so yes, they can they, actually leave you a message there yes and then you will get back to them and of course you have skype so you can skype anyone yeah. in the world wonderful yes great yes. so good i'm sorry i thought it was just london so i'm glad to no know no no, no it's not just london yes wonderful and obviously there's more information to come i know that you've put a um, a video together as well which will yes. be coming up uh, as I said it's in its infancy um, but it's you know it, there's nothing like sharing your story with somebody who understands because they've had a similar journey and mm -hmm. when you see not only have they survived it but they're now thriving in life and that is the sweetest revenge you can have on anybody that's ever hurt you is to go about living your life in full abundance and not let what they did to you hold you back exactly and that, that's so true um there's a whole lot of love out there for you we love you we love you we love you we are there for you you can call on us 24 7 we might not answer immediately but if once you leave your message definitely we will get back to you because uh, um for me personally i won't stop until this fight is through we we will stop this rape no it's, matter a life, how. it's a life journey. Yes, yeah, we have yes. to turn the, the tide on it that mm. it is not acceptable. We are mm. not going to take it anymore. Mm. We're not going to buy your excuses anymore. No. If you have a problem, rape, sexual abuse is an addiction, just like drugs, just like alcohol, just like money power. It is an addiction. And if you are a rapist, stand up, own it and seek help. Exactly. Because we are not going to be your victims anymore. Exactly. So we will remain survivors. You, if you see somebody in trouble, please reach out to them. Even if it's just a question of a little note with, you know, with, with uh, Evelyn's number or with the Facebook so they can go and investigate. Um, or something in their neighborhood. Reach out to people. The worst thing you can feel when something has happened like this is isolated that nobody cares, nobody will understand, everybody will judge you, you live in your shame. And what we need is to take that shame away by not being afraid to talk about it, not being afraid to stand up and say, I was raped. <coughs> it, has not, it does not take away who I am or what I contribute to the world. It is a violation that was done to me. If you're in a car accident, does somebody blame you when somebody rams into you? If somebody shoots you, do they blame you? If you were robbed in your home, do they blame you? No. So why should they blame you when a violent act of rape is given to you? Stand up and say, I have been raped. I need help to get through this. And automatically you've taken the power of the rapist away from you. Exactly. And then he might not have that power to reoffend. Yes. 
And, you know, we do owe it to standing up and pointing out that person. Even if it does never come that they end up in jail, the fact that other people know now becomes mm. a warning. Right? Exactly. Well, well, thank you for taking this journey. You know, thank you for standing up on a subject that everybody wants to hide from. Uh, rape on anything in any way is wrong. We do need to look at the root of the problem. It is societal. It is um, environmental. It is the upbringing. And very often it is a gene within the body as well. Mm. And we need to look at what the issues are. But we're only going to change that when we're willing to stand up and say no more. We're not going to take this anymore um, and not be afraid to talk about it. So thank you for doing that. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Okay, folks. So if we want empowerment, if we want to be everything that we can be, do not let things that happen to us get in our way. They are our teachings. They are our channel, uh, channel, uh, challenges in life. They are what we are there to overcome or maybe to empower others. to overcome. Never look upon it as the be-all or the end-all or a reason to end-all. We are so much more than the violence that happens to us. Until next time, please start by being kind to yourself.